Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Come on. Dropping stats over beats. It's the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. Yo, it's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips. It's the fantasy freestyle. You win championships at the fantasy freestyle. Dropping stats over beats. It's the fantasy freestyle. Always coming with the heat. It's the fantasy freestyle. We got strong takes and tips at the fantasy freestyle. You win championships with that fantasy freestyle. <laughs> you know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds back at it again. Saturday holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What me and Rocks do is we give it to you off the dome with these hot beats bumping, holding you down so you can win your league and win that cash. Yo, Rocks, let them know what's good for week five. Yo, man, we're heading into a week five where we saw some major injuries, including yeah, at the yeah, quarterback position. we gotta talk position. about this. We gotta talk about this, yo, because I've been talking about Cam Newton for a while. Remember how the Denver Broncos were hitting him up in week one? Oh, yeah. Opener? He looked and like he was concussed in that game. He looked like he was concussed. They've been talking about how there's no personal foul penalties against him. I think it's because he's black. That's not the craziest thing I've heard. He's also a large guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Roethlisberger gets some of those calls. And they play a similar style game. What are you going to do with him? Monday night football. You don't know if he's going to play, if he's not going to play. I don't know, man. No, I was, I was actually you pick up in, Derek Anderson here? I was in Carolina uh, for the game. I was not at the game, but I was I was at a bar, and uh, Carolina fans seemed like they were kind of getting sick of some of that nonsense with him, of just like not having his head in the game. It kind of reminded me of the fumble in the Super Bowl yeah. when he was going over not the goal line there. It just yeah. saw like a complete like lapse of judgment. Well, because he was concussed. Uh, no, I think he got concussed on that play. But uh, <laughs> exactly. in terms of if he does sit, and you know Cam doesn't exactly have a history of missing games, but sure. if he does sit, Derek Anderson is not a terrible last ditch effort if you don't want to start. I like strong. that match. Up. I like that matchup again, at home Monday have, night. As long as you Bay can Buccaneers. hedge, as long as you can hedge with Derek Anderson, I don't think it's that terrible an idea to uh, to wait for Cam because that's a really good matchup. Yo, all right, all right, let's talk about this. And yo, Ross and Speeds, what we do is we get in it real quick. We go straight to that news. We're gonna give you that fire later on in the show. We're gonna give you our game flow geniuses, and we're gonna give you the diamonds and the fugazis. Forget about it for week five. But yo, there's another injury I want to talk about real quick, Rocks. Um, listen, I really feel. Like in Chicago, um, Kevin White is trying to be like Alshon Jeffrey. And he's trying to be so, in so many different ways, you know, um, physically gifted. You know, what a, what an athlete. What an athlete, right? But like like uh, Alshon Jeffrey, you have no idea if this guy is going to play. And turns out he is not going to play. That ankle issue now has put him on injured reserve. Like a fractured fibula. fibula. You know, it's real bad. It's real bad. And what do you know? Kevin, uh Alshon Jeffrey also on the injury report this week. Um, I think these guys are. I think, like I said, Kevin White aspiring to be like Alshon Jeffrey. I think that's uh, that's really making light of another man's malady, and that's low. Please, he's still cashing that check. Speeds, I expect more from you. Um, All right. What I will say though is, yeah, I mean Jeffrey seems like he's not really going to see the field for quite some time. They put him on IR. Um, you know, in terms of Alshon though, he's played through it. You're not really seeing the targets you would have liked. I still think he's. A good upside play season long. It's certainly a pain always seeing him questionable, always hearing about the soft tissue stuff. But when he has played, he's performed. And I think seeing more targets with uh, Kevin White out now, I think you're going to see Alshon go back to the target levels he saw last year. And I think he's going to produce when on the field. And as Speed says, you don't know how, how often you can count on that, though. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you wanted to talk about another quarterback. I know that. What we do here on Fantasy Freestyle, we hit you with the headlines, we hit you with these injuries, because that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to do best, you know, where you can go. That's the theme of how we do it on Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to do that again. Talk to you about our Game Flow Geniuses, our Diamonds and our Fugazis. We got another injury. It's quarterback out of Denver, right? An interesting situation in the mile. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, Trevor Simeon, who started off really doing a great job operating that new Gary Kubiak offense, not asking the quarterback to do much. Uh, and he was really, he was playing pretty well, coming off his best start of the season by far. Uh, yeah, he got he got injured. He's got a, non, a sprain in his non-throwing shoulder. And you've been hearing kind of conflicting reports. I heard day-to-day. Day. I heard day-to-day. I hear day-to-day, too. Aren't it's one all? of those injuries, though. Yeah, say say word, man. Aren't we all? But it's one of those injuries where apparently they're afraid he's not going to be able to protect himself. And uh-huh. if he does get hit, they could make it worse. That's really interesting. 
thing because you could see Paxton Lynch, who actually performed admirably as a high upside start this week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I like that receiving combo, you know, DT and Emmanuel. They're looking, both of them looking good coming off good games last week. And here's the thing. If you think it's a situation where he could get uh, hit up and hurt, I, I don't really fear the Atlanta pass rush. You know what I'm saying? I mean, their offense is crazy right now at 37, 38 points a game. I don't know that that's sustainable with Matt Ryan. We'll talk about him a little bit why you later on, on. Why you hating on Vic Beasley? I mean, you know, they don't nah, even know what they're yet. doing. Nah, Quinn doesn't know what he's doing. Speeds, but, but you're right. You're right. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily the pass rush, though, is if he does. And this is a guy who's operated your offense, really done all you've asked. Strong defense, strong running game. Why risk it when you could possibly put Lynch out there? I guess that's true. It is early in the season. I don't think... Know? And I don't think Lynch would take his job, though. Okay, it's just a straight-up injury I, I, I think Simeon has done nothing wrong. You know, so if they, do, no if they, view, if they view him as a starter, why yeah. risk him long-term? No, I hear you. I hear you on that. Yo, one last thing that I want to talk about. This is not an injury, per se, but a very serious situation. You know, Rocks and Speed's bringing it to you on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, you may have heard, again, in that game in Denver, um, Tevin Coleman... Um, he has a sickle cell trait, okay? Um, true story. And, you know, the only kind of precedent that we have, or one of the precedents we have here is uh, Ryan Clark of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers was out there also having a sickle cell trait. And he, like, he really was affected by this, this extreme exhaustion. It was turned into him losing 30 pounds, having to have his spleen and gallbladder removed. Yeah, that's yo, crazy, true story. So, and they're saying that Tevin Coleman's just going to go out there. He's like, yo, I'm going to play. I'm telling you this, yo, um, and I've been talking about it all week on Shot Callers, also on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can catch that every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. Um... Yo, this is going to be the Devontae Freeman show. Yeah, right? man. Yo, uh, Speeds, I remember like the first time I ever heard a sickle cell. It was, was Prodigy. It was, yeah, it was Hit Him Up. Which, hit him Prodigy. Yeah, that was Prodigy. I had, prodigy of Mob Deep. I had, Shout no, to Mob Deep, yo. Yeah, had, fantasy freestyle. Represent, represent. I had no idea, really, that sickle cell was like even that serious. It was really like messed up with Tupac to say that. It was. It was. It was no joke. He had him on the Summer Jam if I was, screen. If I, was, if I was Tevin Coleman, man, sickle cell is nothing to play with. And even right. if he's able to make the trip, why would Atlanta and just risk chill it? at Devonta, Devonta Freeman is also more than capable of handling the mail. Like you said, yo, Tevin, don't risk it. Stay safe, man. Yeah, and only at uh, you don't want that mile high to hit you up. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And only at seventy four hundred for Devonte Freeman, I think he's going to get the lion. Yeah, and the duel. duel. He's going to get the lion's share of the work. We'll get into that when we talk about some games later on. Yo, Ross, as we talk about it here, you know, fantasy freestyle. We do this every week to help people win their leagues and win that cash. Well, we're gonna do though in this first four weeks I think there's been a few surprises you know kind of overall we're at the quarter pole we talk about diamonds and fugazis right there's a couple of three and one teams that to be quite honest I, you know I'm surprised about you know remember when we did our over-unders on some teams oh man um, you know there's some three and one teams that clearly are surprising <laughs> us you know let's start out in Los Angeles you know yeah. the Rams who we had at under seven and a half yeah we took the under for the season you know and if you look if you saw hard knocks and, and what they were doing at that seven and nine Nonsense that eight and eight Jet Fisher and you saw so, week one getting them week to get destroyed by zero San Francisco. Points. I still yo, think Todd Gurley's a fugazi. I, I laughed, man. I laughed. I was like, you know, I was like, yo, props to us on that on that under seven point five. I was yeah. laughing after yeah, week sure. one. I'm not, I'm not laughing anymore. They looked like the worst <laughs> team in football, but uh, t- after week one, but turns out they've got on a three game winning streak, including a big win at the uh, division rival Arizona last week. They now are home to face the Buffalo. Bills. I can't believe it, but later on you're gonna hear me, man. I'm gonna pick the Rams to go four and one. Honestly, though, the Rams I want to say like that is Aaron Donald. Yeah, that is Pro Football Focus's number one overall player. Yeah, he's anchoring that yep. defense, and he's really making all the difference in the world for that team. I like that, Rocks. You know what we need to do is look up and yo, people listening to this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What we're gonna do help you right now. Go to your local, um, you know, wherever you can get a little action uh, in in your local habitat, wherever that is. And we're talking uh, about gambling. You know, we've got little shekels. And um, if there are flexible odds on defensive player of the year, Mm -hmm. I would be very interested in Aaron Donald, okay, right now. Because, look, J.J. Watt, out for the year. Yep. Um, Khalil Mack, underperforming with that Oakland Raiders defense that is last in the NFL against the pass. Keekly, the uh, Keekly playing on a one. is getting lit up. Yeah, so, you know, Revis looking looking older and older and hamstring and blah, blah, blah. So, 
listen. Aaron Donald. I wonder what odds you can get for that. Check that out. If you are, uh, yo, and email us, us odds. Email us. Let shoot us, us that Twitter. Shoot us on that Twitter. We're at Fantasy Freestyle. Leave off the last E because we make no errors. I will also say um, Atlanta at three and one. That's surprising for me, Rocks. But um, I think the Falcons usually get off hot. They got off hot last year as well, and then they regress. Matt Ryan um, was stupid hot last week. Obviously, five hundred and four yards passing. But I told you last week. I'm going to tell you this week again to sell on Matt Ryan. We'll talk about why in a little bit. I will say though that this is we, we experienced peak Julio. Oh yeah, that was, I mean that's peak, peak NFL. That was, uh, that's that peak was, NFL receiver. That was awesome. And again, I was saying uh, I watched that game in uh, in Carolina, and you could not believe those sad Panthers fans. Yo, oh, do you think Carolina's missing Josh Norman at all speeds? It looks like it a little bit. You know, I mean these young corners they got out in Carolina do not seem to be doing the job. I wonder what will happen Monday night and against Mike Evans. And that's another this uh, week. You know, that's another team that we really did not see. I mean, I think we were oh. both fading them a bit, but I did yeah. not see Carolina no, at I one and three. See, I did not see Carolina with one Cam Newton possibly not even starting. I did. I did no say that I had. Yeah, of course. There are a lot of injuries there. Fozzie Whitaker and Cameron Artis Payne have walk. not been able to carry the mail. I will say this: I did call earlier on, especially on shot callers. I talked about um, my long-term concern for Cam Newton because I do think that that's going to hurt them. And I even said play them as a survivor pick in week two because uh, I didn't want to save them because of this issue. Uh, remember the over-unders we had, though, Rocks? One last thing I want to talk about, the Indianapolis Colts. We thought this was their year in a very winnable division. Turns out two things. One, the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going to tell you right now, yo, Indianapolis Colts, their front office is fugazi. Forget about it. Here's why. They have yet to realize that they need to protect their legitimate franchise quarterback. 15 okay. sacks through four I games. I really? This. And this was their issue last year. Yep. They and got they tried, hurt. They, they tried to address they, it. Right. They, yeah, they drafted, they drafted Ron Kelly, the center. But, um, listen. And, not to mention, their defense is trash. Long their guts trash. Straight trash. So what are you doing? You are wasting. This is Andrew Luck that you signed to the richest deal in NFL history, about to enter his prime. I draw comparison to John Elway, both out of Stanford, both incredible talents, both in early in their career were not supported by the front office. If you remember with Elway, it was not until he got a defense and Terrell Davis that he started to win his Super Bowls. We'll see what kind of career arc he goes on. But with the Rams and the Colts, our fantasy freestyle over-unders, we got a little bit of work to do. That's why the second quarter of the NFL season is upon us. That's where teams sort of settle into things a little bit. Yeah, right, Speeds, you were, you were comparing Luck and Elway. Elway yeah. had like some interesting hairstyles yeah. early in his career. Not too. a like, ball spot like you, Luck. I was going to say, like, how do you really like rank their respective hairstyles? Why, Andrew Luck is at the bottom. Andrew Luck is at so the bottom. So you're saying you like that Elway hair He's much got better. that, yeah, Andrew Luck has that Hulk Hogan ring. And honestly, Elway's him. hair still kind of looks pretty He's good. He's still got a nice little Yo, salad. Shout to, shout to John Elway's hair. Shout to John Elway's hair. Now we're looking real smart with that Denver Yo, you know what else I want to shout out real quick before we move on? Speaks. Yo, I want to just shout out to uh, to the Mets fans out there. Ah, uh, yes. The Orioles fans out there, man. Uh, it's yes. cruel. It's really cruel. Baseball, 162-game season, and all of a sudden, yo, Major League Baseball makes those September games so exciting and so yeah. tense. And then, I don't know, man, if you're a fan of either of those teams to go so late in the game and then lose in a winner-take-all game, it's interesting. that's tough, man. You don't think they could make that like a three-game series, Speeds? Um, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting question, Ross. I don't think they're going to make it no, a three-game series. Uh, it would be it would be nice to see, um, and I bet people would watch. But I do like the drama of the uh, one-game winner-take-off wildcard. And I got two points I want to make on this. One, both of you guys, I want to tell you, the Mets and the Orioles, you guys made the playoffs this year. Okay, shout to you, yo. You guys definitely made if the playoffs this year. If you're a Met or an Oriole listening to this, rocks and speeds, fancy freestyle, you get our props for making the playoffs. No doubt, and holler at us, yo. We'll have you on the show for sure. Um, the other thing I want to say is this is interesting and it, it, I think it tests the kind of like quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball and we talk about the same restrictions and how people manage. In Toronto they uh, and, and uh, the Baltimore Orioles who lost that game they failed to bring in their closer Zach Britton who 
went 47 of 47 uh, in save chances this season with a 0.57 ERA and a 0.84 whip. But I was it wasn't a save situation. I don't give a damn. I was arguing that he should get votes for American League Cy Young Award this season. And the funny part is, you break that joke, you know, we talk about it. The real term here, as we know, is the, the high leverage. Can you name a higher leverage situation than what they were in? Now, the season was on the line, and, you know, I completely agree with you, but that just, again, it just, it's just how cruel it is when it's one game for your team. And then, uh, and then to, to also, they'll have to watch your manager kind of melt down like that. And in, and in the Mets game, you know, and the flip side, they you got in their closer. They did, and they you saw him melt down. He, he gave up that shot. So uh, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you there's don't. There's no easy answers except for the ones that we give y'all. Yeah, exactly, for sure. And the answers we give you, you can take to the bank to win your league and win, win that, that cash. Yo, we had to hit up a uh, shout to the baseball real quick. Uh, shout out to any of the baseball champions who rode wide in that advice that Rocks and Speeds were giving you all spring and summer long when we hit you with those hot in the streets. We were holding teams down left and right. When we come back, we're going to get into as many games as week five as we got possible. Who you need to sit, who you need to start, who you need to lowball off, or who you need to pick up, who might be a survivor pick for you, who we like with those point spreads. We're going to go into all the games week five, October. All right, this is going to start to get serious. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rocks and speeds. Speeds and rocks. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. I would rather play with 10 people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. Yeah, you know what it is. Rocks and Speeds back at you. Fantasy Freestyle holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know how we do. We help you win your league and win that cash. What we're going to do right now is we're going to go game by game, go into week five, let you know what you really need to know. But you can find us so many different ways. You can find Fantasy Freestyle on the iTunes. You could find it streaming on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You could find it on this app with the Fantasy Sports Radio Yo, Network. Pop the app, son. Get that app. Yo, another app they need to get is that sports guru because you'll hear rocks and speeds giving our takes on different games all the time on sports guru download that app where fans talk about sports on video yeah man i like that untapped app it helps me track the beers i drink i'm really into craft beers you can find me rocks one on that untapped app so many different places <laughs> to find rocks and speeds here but we fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network yo rocks let's get into this first game i want to talk about the houston texans going up north to the undefeated minnesota Vikings. It is Sam Bradford and Jarek McKinnon as opposed to Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson. And yet, they probably are right now the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I It's really so. crazy. Um, I really like Jarek McKinnon in this one. Houston is really not that great against the run, and Bradford has done a good job of doing just enough to keep that opposing defense from stacking the box. He's actually only $6,200 in the fan duel. I really like him. I think he's in play because I think he's going to have a bigger role near the goal line. And I'm talking like Matt Asiata not getting the job done. They need to see what they have in McKinnon as a true feature back because AP is not getting any younger. Also, yo, Speeds, I know we agree. Yep. Stephon Diggs is not the man this week. True. We'll talk I about that like, a little bit later on. I don't like really anybody in Minnesota, but what I do want to shout out in terms of their pass catchers, yo, Kyle Rudolph, congratulations. Heard you just had twins. Oh, Still nice. wouldn't start you this week. Houston is shutting down the tight end position basically completely. They've only allowed like less than 100 yards all year. No touchdowns. Him and Bradford, you know, they got that man crush going on, but I'm not starting Rudolph anywhere. He's the tight end three so far 
card this year. So interesting that we want to start. It's him. only Olsen and uh, and uh, and Jordan Reed, Reed right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On the Houston side, yo, Lamar Miller continues to get used in Houston. Remember, he was not used in Miami. He is fourth in the NFL with 351 yards. The point I want to make is he is second in the NFL with 23 carries per game, only slightly behind Ezekiel Elliott. Bill O'Brien has said they were going to use him, and boy, are they ever. I think it'll be a lot different, however, against this Minnesota Vikings defense, and I think this definitely plays out with the wide receivers. We'll talk about that a little bit later on when we do our diamonds and our fugazis, but let it know it's a bumpy road for anybody who wants to go up against Xavier Rhodes. Yo, the next game we want to talk about here on the Fantasy Freestyle is, um, you know, Big Ben, uh, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. They looked great, and oddly enough, they actually have not played together as much over the last three seasons as you may think, but when they do, boy, do they look good. And unless there's an injury, that's what the teams in the AFC are going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future. The first team to deal with that is the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 who are in, quite frankly, a tailspin with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing it to everybody not wearing green and white rocks. Yeah, man, you know, you know, I've been hating on Ryan Fitzpatrick for a hot minute you have, now. You have. Um, what I will say, though, is that there's a time for him to get right. It's against a Pittsburgh defense that basically forces teams to throw on them. And I think that that works out perfectly as Matt Forte is worn down in effectiveness as they gave him so many touches to begin the season. And as Bilal Powell begins to emerge as the pass catching back there. Honestly, I think that Fitzy, if he can't have a good game in this one, that bodes really, really poorly for any Jets pass catcher moving forward and also really bodes poorly for the Jets themselves. But I will say, though, is that you were talking about that ridiculous Steelers offense. Yeah, man. You know, I don't generally stack things that cost so much money, but I would consider stacking in this one Big Ben and Antonio Brown. It's so expensive. It's, if you can find values elsewhere, and I believe you can. Phillip Rivers, perhaps. I know speeds breaks down lineups sometimes. I'm going to break down some of that too. But what I think is Big Ben for 8,600, Antonio Brown for 9,600. I think they are going to light up a Jets defense that has not been able to stop big plays. They haven't been able to stop intermediate plays. I think they're averaging 9.7 yards per attempt against them. And Big Ben is the sort of guy who can have a huge, ridiculous day at home against that Jets defense. He's prone to do it. Big Ben at home at times goes off for five touchdowns, goes off for 500 yards. It can be done. That Jets defense looks vulnerable. Um, one last player I want to talk about in this game on the Jets side. You mentioned Bilal Powell. I like that call. Bilal Powell. Uh, boom, boom, Bilal Powell, Powell. Also, especially you don't know about Matt Forte going into it, but we also don't know about Eric Decker. That shoulder injury looks like week to week, and that means you know who might be getting targets as Fitzy has to sling it around in an effort to keep up with Big Ben. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of targets down the field for Quincy Inunua. So I continue to like Quincy Inunua and that Decker role. He's actually the best wide receiver in the entire league whose first name starts with a Q. Ah, uh, there is Quentin Patton on, on the San Francisco uh, 49ers. I'm not Fugazi. sure about that. He might be crazy. <laughs> Yo, Rock. You've been on that Quincy E. Newton. I have been. Uh, you so know, we'll honestly, see. it's great when a player causes you to take notice, and it's even better when his name is so fun to say. It's true. It's it makes you of, take double notice. It's true. I, you know, I love saying that. We'll see if I can get my other names in on this episode of Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The next game we want to go to is the Philadelphia Eagles coming off their bye, also undefeated, one of three undefeated defeated teams in the NFL, along with Minnesota and Denver. They go to Detroit and are short road favorites. They are three-point favorites on the road at Detroit. You know I love that Jim Bob Cooter offense in Detroit, but it might be time to get off the train. Golden Tate has been nowhere. Marvin Jones is hitting them over the top, but that's about it. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in our show, I do believe, in that mailbag segment. What do you expect in this game, Rocks Philadelphia coming off a bye, undefeated, riding high. I mean, I honestly think that you're going to see Carson Wentz continue what he's shown thus far. The Lions defense has not been interested at all in playing defense. 
they've been rebuilding all of Detroit. I hear these great stories of a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Where, why is the Lions' defense being left out of this? You know, yeah. I see, I see great things moving out of the city, like Nick Fairley and the right, Dominicans. Right, right. I don't see anything. I don't see the influx of investment that I'm hearing about everywhere else in Detroit. Yo, they have been getting completely lit up, and I think Carson Wentz is going to be able to continue that trend in this week. I also think in speeds. I know you're a big fan of dude. Zach Ertz coming back is going to help them a lot. Mainly because Wentz has been textbook in terms of taking what's given to him, not forcing it too much. The only time you've seen him really look like a rookie is on his scrambles, and I hope that they rein that in, uh, you know, because you really don't want to see that kid get hurt. Absolutely. Yo, I do like Zach Ertz. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. We do our Diamonds in the Rough and Food Gazies. One last point on this game, though, and I do this on Wednesdays. We have Fetty Wap Wednesdays on Shot Callers. And sometimes what we do is pick out the trap games. And this is really interesting. I don't know. At home, the the Detroit Lions with 80% of the tickets in Vegas on the Philadelphia Eagles. And just such a play. This this seems like it could be a trap game Pies on with, the road. with my baby. I would, I would watch out. They introduced me to my stove. It's a trap game. Yo, keep an eye out for that. I would avoid the Philadelphia Eagles in Survivor. One or two more games we want to talk about the next one. I think there's an interesting national game at 4 o'clock in that 425 window, even here in New York, as uh, the Giants play Sunday night. Um, you have the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Dallas Cowboys and what I think shapes up to be an intriguing matchup. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, the rookies in the backfield for Dallas, have, you know, Dak has yet to turn the ball over. We don't know if Dez is going to play, but this Dallas Cowboy offense is taking up a step up in class when it comes to the defense they're playing against when they see Geno Atkins, Montez Perfect come to town, a nasty bunch. They're stepping up in class here. I kind of like the Bengals in this one. What say you, Rock? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you could definitely see the impact of Vontez Perfect when he came back uh, to this defense after that suspension for right. so many dirty things that he so did. So many dirty things. But he's also filthy against the run game. He's also someone who can drop back in coverage. I really like the way that Cincinnati matches up against Dallas because Dak has been money, but he's never really played when they've made him make plays. And he does not have Des Bryant. I don't really see Jason Wynn being able to win in the middle of the field. I don't really see Cole Beasley being exactly. able to do much. And it was, you know, it's going to be Zeke. He's leading the league. But he's Zeke, I don't know, man. I think, I think he is not he's going to have a, He's not going to have a great game. He's actually, his 100 touches through four games as a rookie is the most since yeah. 2008. But the Bengals, I think, are going to sell out to stop him. I agree. And I that also think so. That, line, best offensive line in football. Yeah, man. But the Bengals are, the Bengals are pretty serious, the man. The NFL with 94 carries. Let's see. Let's, it's gonna let's see what's that. Yeah. But do you think they're going to be able to move that ball? No. I think, like I'm saying, they're taking a step up in class. I agree with you, Rox, on this situation. I think Dallas is going to struggle to move the ball. I agree with this you. This is I, a game where it'd be so nice to have This is a game Ryan. where the law of averages come into play. Dak, I think, is going to turn the ball over in this game. What do you see on the Cincinnati side? Yo, of man, game? I would have lost a lot of money after that Thursday night game, betting that A.J. Green would have had by far the most impressive game from any wide receiver this week. <laughs> after what Julio wasn't. did. And then but, yo, Julio lost, did. lost in what Julio did was how ridiculously yeah, dominant that A.J. Green looked in that game last week. He already has 10 catches in more than two games, and in two games this year, he only had two 10-catch games in each of the last two years. The, the news is great for him that Tyler Eifert is banged up again. There's no number two really separating himself uh, in, in terms of uh, in terms of Brandon LaFell right. and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I think you're just going to continue to see A.J. Green soaking up targets and killing it. However, Dallas plays so, so, so slow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is going to be a great volume game from Andy Dalton. And I also, I'm, I'm, I think the entire passing game outside of A.J. Green is basically Fugazi. That includes Gio Bernard. Dalton, who has been, he's been, he's been busting. He's not been booming. Dalton, though, third in the NFL with 1,234 yards thus far. I do agree. A very interesting game down in Jerry World in the 4 o'clock window. We have one more game we want to talk about here. Rocks and Speeds on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Network. We're saving it for last because it is the return of Tom effing Brady. Evil Tom Brady. And I think he is going to be on some vindictive nonsense. Like they tee it up for him. First game against the horrible Cleveland Browns defense. Gronk even working back into it too. Survivor pick alert. Yeah, man. And you know, I've been, as much as I'm not happy about it and as much as I really generally hate, uh, you know, Tom the, national, Brady. The, the national narratives though about things is going to be an angry and motivated Tom Brady. You'll probably hear that phrase no less than they five this, times. They did in this the after Spygate though, of, and of they course, went undefeated yeah. no, and threw fifty touchdowns with Randy Moss. They're evil season. geniuses, um, you know. And I, I really think that you're going to see. I feel bad for the city of Cleveland um, on many levels, mainly though because of the Browns. But right. for them to have to be playing the Patriots after the Patriots were just shut out at home is very Getting unfortunate. Tom, you know, Tom Brady versus Cody Kessler doesn't even sound right. You know, it's, it's Co- true. Cody Kessler is the wrestler set up to lose. Right, and, and, you exactly. Know, in, 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 in the a, jobber. Exactly. There they you call go. The, the jobber. jobber. You know, going to lose to the to the baby face. Exactly. Uh, the baby exactly. face Tom Brady. There but, yo, go. what I will say in this one, I do not like uh, that you saw him pop on the injury report, but Julian Edelman for 7000 on FanDuel, if he is healthy, just seems like money in the bank. He has been really lackluster, particularly with uh, with Brissett uh, playing quarterback. Right. Um, he's about to explode. If you can buy low on Julian Edelman somehow, I would try to do that in between now and the start of this game because that window is about to close. Don't let it slam on your fingers. Don't 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 be trying to make trades after this week when he blows up. Make those trade offers right now. You'll thank me later. Buy low on Edelman. No doubt. And on the flip side of that, you talk about guys like the pass catchers like Edelman and Gronk with the return of Tom Brady. There is a flip side to this, and I think it impacts LeGarrette Blunt. Um, I do not think that he's going to be able to pop off as much as he has in the last few weeks. This is going to go back to the passing offense that it obviously is. So while LeGarrette Blunt is third in the NFL with 352 yards so far, I think that's going to cool off. I also think it means a cooling off period for the black unicorn Martellus Bennett with the return of Brady and Gronk. He has been a definite, like, you know, legit tight end one so far. I think those days are over. On the Cleveland side of things in this game, though, I got one thing I want to mention real quick, Rox. Um, I think Isaiah Crowell is an RB1 going forward. Yo, Isaiah Crowell, is he's the second most elusive running yeah. back in the league I'm so telling far. you, in week three, 15 carries, 79 yards. In week four, 15 carries, 112 yards. They are riding him. He's RB7 so far. You wouldn't have thought that going into drafts this year. Yo, and Speeds, one of the reasons that me and you were really skeptical about him was we thought the Browns would be losing, which they have been. Right. But we thought that it was going to be Duke Johnson game script. Because of all of these injuries, because the third string quarterback is playing, yep. you're seeing them forced to stay with the running game to stay respectable. The same way Kessler. they just had to do, the same way New England had to do with LeGarrette Blunt early in the season without Tom Brady. And it comes full circle. Exactly. Ayo, Speeds, uh, we got we got, we got got some we got some flagship stuff for them coming yeah, up. Yeah, that's what we're going to do here on Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speeds. That's what we do. We help you win your league and win that cash. We do that on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every Saturday, holding you down. When we come back, we're going to give you our game flow genius, our diamonds in the rough, our fantasy fugazis. Forget about it. That's what we do here. Rocks and Speeds. We're holding you down on a Saturday. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back right after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. In fantasy as in life, opportunity is everything. In this next segment, Speeds and I are going to break down to you our Game Flow geniuses. Who you got, Rocks? Game Flow genius? Yo, I really like uh, I really like Terrence West in this game against okay. the Redskins. They basically can't stop the run at all, and Baltimore is a home favorite. You uh, you know, you saw Baltimore is one of the most crowded, muddled backfields in the league. You're beginning to see a little bit of clarity now that Justin Forsett has been released. Terrence West had an opportunity to seize that backfield last week, and he basically did that. Since then, Justin 
Forsett has been released. I know that Kenneth Dixon is supposed to be coming back, but I really think he's going to be a bigger challenge at least the first couple weeks to Buck Allen's passing down role. I really like West this week to continue to dominate carries and to really put a hurting on that Washington run defense in the second half of this game, and that's why he's my game flow genius for this week. Yo, Speed, you got another one for me? Yeah, 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 I do. I got another game flow genius for you, and this is straight up. This is Phillip Rivers. Okay, Phillip Rivers, they, he throws, throws, throws. Let me tell you about this, and you're going to find no consistent quarterback than Phillip Rivers. In week three, uh, 330 yards. In week four, 321 yards. He's almost an autoplay, and they are now playing the Oakland Raiders, who are the 32nd ranked defense against the pass. Yo, so let me t- you know, how many teams are there in the league? 32 teams. Because I know sometimes y'all fantasy heads don't be knowing stats and here's like the that. Thing, here's the thing. If you're on that fan duel, I got burned a couple weeks ago trying to stack Phillip Rivers with Tyrell Williams, and it didn't work. Here's the thing what I've learned. You don't know if it's going to be Dontrell Inman or Tyrell Williams or Travis Benjamin exactly. or Antonio Gates. Or even Melvin Gordon. Or Melvin Gordon or even Dexter McCluster, for God's sake. So I say take the aggregate. That's what's going to happen against that past defense of Oakland that is doo-doo. And we got a good old AFC West shootout. I expect this to be a game where the last team who has the ball is going to win. I like Phillip Rivers to go over 325 yards. This is the game with Gates back where he gets three touchdowns. He is my game flow genius. Throw, throw, throw. Yo, my second game flow genius this week is Amari Cooper. He's been so slow to start the season, man. Right, right. And Derek Carr has been killing it. And yo, yeah, if you drafted be three right now, if Derek you drafted Carr. Amari Cooper and you're watching what Michael Crabtree is it's doing, it's kind of it's eating you up inside. It's and true. I understand, fam. But yo, this week against a San Diego Charger defense that is no so good, true. just like the Raiders defense, true. which is no so good. True. I think you're gonna be seeing Amari Cooper eating because as Speed said, it's going to be a shootout in this one. And honestly, Cooper's matchup got so much better when Verrett was lost for the year. The San Diego pass defense took a huge hit. I think they're going to have to throw late in the game in this one to keep pace with them. And I think Cooper's going to find some space. First touchdown of the season to go along with the passing, uh, to go along with the receiving line. That's like seven catches. Let's call it 115 yards. And he's a game flow genius in the second half of that AF. West shootout. Nice call there, Ross. This is a San Diego defense that's 24th in the NFL, giving up 27 points per game, and that was with uh, all-star Pro Bowl cornerback Jason Verrett, who is now out for the year with an ACL injury. Yo, those are our game flow geniuses. That's what we do here. Rocks and Speeds giving it to you on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, if you want to get at us, we also are going to do a mailbag every now and then, so if you want to get at us, you can get at us on that Fantasy Freestyle Twitter which is Fantasy Freestyle with no E. Leave off that E. No errors with the Fantasy Freestyle. And if you want to hit us in the mailbag, yo, it's easy to hit us if you don't want to be it in, you know, you don't want to see that in public. Everyone knows the sort of questions you're asking. Right, right, You can email right. us at fantasyfreestyle at gmail.com. We'll answer your question. And if you're lucky, we might answer your question on air. Yo, Speeds, what's the lucky question this week? Oh, yo, yeah, we do got a lucky question. Yo, check it out. We got a question from Ivan from Manhattan. And he wanted to know, listen, how it's based Basically, your classic question of do I take what I've seen so far in the first four weeks or do I stick, you know, do I sell early? This guy is the ultimate uh, trade proposal with that. Um, Talking about in a deal, would you be happier being on the side getting Marvin Jones, who's had a great season in that Jim Bob Cooter offense? JBC. Not for nothing. This question is really just an excuse for me to say Jim Jim Bob Cooter. Or do you take the side in a deal where you would be getting Odell Beckham Jr.? Odell Beckham was probably uh, your second or third wide receiver off the board in drafts. He has yet to score a touchdown with only three catches for 23 yards against Xavier Rhodes. You know, and obviously that's all the drama all the drama that's going on. In what side of the deal do you ride with that? That's what Ivan from Manhattan wants to know. What say you, Ross? Yo, what's up, Ivan? I hope everything's going good with you and congratulations. I heard the news from Speeds. No uh, doubt. What I will say, though, is that 
you do not trade Odell Beckham for Marvin Jones. You okay. certainly trade Marvin Jones for Odell Beckham. Sure. You know, but there is no you way like in pennies hell. On the dollar there? Oh, I mean, beyond that even, Odell Beckham already, you know, he's on pace for 1,200 yards. He didn't exactly have a, a, a ridiculously fast start to last year, sure. yards-wise and catch-wise either. The touchdowns were there. Positive touchdown regression is coming. He's still one of the most explosive players in the entire league playing in that Ben McAdoo. It's also fun to say. That Ben McAdoo offense where Eli is going to be looking for him. And while the defense is better than it has been in the past, they've shown nothing in the running game. And that makes me think they're going to keep throwing the ball in the, uh, in the next part of the season, you know, as, as they kind of work these things out. Brighter days are ahead. Listen to Rocks. Hold on to Odell Beckham. He's going to take care of you. Marvin Jones will have a couple good weeks. But, yo, Odell Beckham's going to outperform him from here on out. And it's not even going to be close. That's what Rock says. All right, all right. You know I love that Jim Bob Cooter offense. And I do think Marvin Jones is becoming a true wideout one. If you just don't want to deal with Odell on your team anymore, I understand it with the drama. But we talk, we play fantasy football here. It's really all about the stats. The truth be told, eventually, Odell Beckham is going to generate those stats. This I understand. You may have to be worried about um, him acquiring these penalties, though, and getting kicked out of a game at some point in the season. But I'll cross that bridge if I get to it. I would also love to have Odell Beckham at pennies on the dollar. That's what we do here. We talk about uh, what you need to do. So we thank you for the question there, Ivan. Yo, if you guys want to hit us up, Rocks and Speed, you can do that. We'll answer your questions here on the air on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But Rocks, you know what time it is. We got to give them another one of our trademark segments to close out the show here for week five. That's our fantasy diamonds in the rough and our fantasy fugazi. Oh man, that looks so fake, that fugazi. That's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi. Honestly, uh, speeds after after San Gennaro ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. feel like it gets it gets. I like, told you Tony Danza was chefing off the sausage. It gets like five or six degrees colder. It does. In New York. It's and, brisk. It's brisk. And, uh, and you know another place where there's some weather situation right mm. now is is in South Florida, the True. Georgia coast. Yeah, we True just want to we just want to send you know send our well wishes Absolutely. out to everyone there, possibly affected by the storm. Absolutely. Right. Hold you it know, down. Seek higher ground. Hold it down. Um, what I will say though is. One of my diamonds, Lord willing, you know, it's a miss. The, the storm goes out to sea. Matthew, right, you know, right, Matthew, right, uh, right. One of my diamonds this week is going to be playing in Miami. It's Devontae Parker. Ooh. Uh, he's coming off a terrible game from Tanny Hill. He couldn't get anything going for Cincinnati. And I think that, you know, that's more on Tanny Hill. Devontae Parker, he saw 13 targets in week two. He's only seen nine the last two weeks. What I'll say is sometimes when there's a little shine off something, you polish it and what you wind up up with is a diamond. I think he's going to bounce back this week versus a Tennessee team who's really having a little bit of trouble. He's actually going to be facing off against Parrish Cox for a lot of the game. Uh-huh. It makes me uncomfortable to say Parrish Cox. True. Um, I really think that he's going he's gonna to be able to dominate him. I'm looking for like six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He's only $6,400 on the fan duel. Check the weather before the game. Yo, we're, we're praying for, for Florida, hoping that everything works out okay but if that pops off that makes him a diamond in my eyes no shining no doubt yo rocks predicting that hurricane matthew might be a fugazi with that diamond i'm a little bit worried about that storm and seeing what kind of game would actually uh take place down in south florida yo rocks remember when you were talking about terrence west before as uh, i think your game flow genius you know interestingly enough i go back to the well on that baltimore running back situation i have kenneth dixon as my diamond in the rough i like him in his debut, okay. to be honest. You know, I, I think um, in this kind of situation in the tournaments on the fan duel, he's going for only 5800 on the fan duel. And I think this is where a great situation where you have to be early with it and be on him but when he pops and not pay for it the following week when his price finally adjusts. Kenneth Dixon, they were talking about him. They've been hyping him up all year as the, the, the running back. They Three like down back. the most. That's part of the reason they uh, let go of Justin Forsett. I do agree with you that... Um, Kenneth Dixon and Terrence West are going to be the one-two punch with West in the early downs. But I think Kenneth Dixon is the better value. I like um, I like him in PPR formats. He's my diamond in the rough this week. I like him to break out in his debut against a bad Washington defense. He's my first diamond. No doubt, man. And uh, my second diamond is, is C.J. Anderson. And again, 
It's a guy that showed early in the season. He doesn't have sickle cell, does he? Nah, man. He doesn't have... Yo, he's he's in Denver all, all the, the time. time. Right, okay, okay, okay. Not only is he in Denver, he lives in the penthouse in his building. That's true. That's, that's even higher up. He's all the way up. Yeah, man. He lives on Touchdown Mountain. He's going to be going home against that bad Falcons run defense. What I think is, either way, he's been seeing consistent touches. Uh, 20 touches in three out of four games. The quarterback is either going to be Trevor Simeon, uh, who's going to be banged up, as we discussed, or Paxton Lynch, who they're probably not going to want to put too much on his plate. So I think you're going to see a really, really healthy dose of C.J. Anderson. And I also think that that Falcons offense is coming back down to earth. I like the Broncos to beat that six-point spread. And I think that that's going to translate into 18 to 22 touches for C.J. Anderson. Let's call it 120 yards and a touchdown. That is expensive for $8,000 on the fan duel. That's 20 touches guaranteed, basically. That's hard to get, and sometimes you got to pay for it. That's why I think he's going to shine like a diamond. Nice. I like that diamond. Touchdown mountain. Yo, check it out, yo. He's all the way up. My second diamond is, uh, you know, similar to Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon was a debut. This is a return in week five. I'm going to that Philadelphia-Detroit game, and I like Zach Ertz. I like Zach Ertz coming back off injury, um, missed weeks two and three. Then Philly had a bye in week four. And tell me, come on, Carson Wentz, and there's all the hubaloo around Carson Wentz, but the thing is, he's the exact kind of quarterback who would love to have a good tight end yep. as a target. He's he had anyone who's open. Exactly. Ertz can get open. I, I think Ertz will easily get you eight targets or more in this game. Um, and the Detroit Lions are historically bad against the tight end position. They give up the second most points to the tight end position. I like this return in a game for Philly also coming off the bye, so having time to study themselves and scheme. I like this return. Uh, Zach Ertz is only 5600 going for over $2,000 less than your, tight, your, your, your guys like Jordan Reed and the like, who I know you're going to get into. So uh, my diamond, Zach Ertz in his return for the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yo, Speeds, it's really funny that you said that too, you know, because I also like Zach Ertz this week. And my Fugazi, yeah. part of the reason is yeah. one of my Fugazis is because I like guys like Carson Wentz throwing a Zach Ertz okay. better this week than Matt Ryan. This is a hot take that Rocks and Speeds have been giving it to you, okay? Listen, if you were listening to us last week, I told you, sell Matt Ryan. I don't give a damn if he went for 504 yards. I sell, sell Matt Ryan, and Rocks concurs, and when that happens, you take it to the bank because we help you win your league and win that cash. Let him know, Rocks. Yeah, man, Carolina got exposed last week. That was as much about Carolina's defense as it was about Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, and mostly it was about Julio Jones. Jones being ridiculous. That was, again, peak Julio. It was great Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan, as Speed said earlier, has a habit of starting fast. What I will say is that when you chase those points, that's when the points start running. Sell high, avoid at all costs this week against a Denver defense that's been shutting down opponents like, whoa, they just don't allow top 12 passers. And Matt Ryan on the road... Mm. With his boy, Tevin Coleman, with sickle cell, mm. is not the same as Matt Ryan in that comfortable, cushy Georgia Dome. Yo, I'm not kidding. If you have someone like even a Matt Stafford going into a bad matchup, even a Brian Hoyer going into a good matchup. You even start someone Brian like- Hoyer over Matt Ryan this week. I would start Brian Hoyer over Matt Ryan this week. Oh, we wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry to stop you, Ross. We got to do something we haven't done in a couple episodes. We got to make a gentleman's bet on this. I say in week five, Matt Ryan scores more fantasy points than Brian Hoyer. Are we doing four points of touchdown or six points of touchdown? Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do it the league we're in together. Those stats? Fair enough. I'll shake on that, Speeds. That's a gentleman's bet. That's what we do here on Fantasy Freestyle Rocks and Speed. We hold ourselves accountable. You'll hear about it next week. Rocks, Matt Ryan, you're fugazi. Fugazi. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. You know, I still say sell Matt Ryan, but you got a little sick there when you were talking about. You know, <laughs> I, went in on, I went in on Matt so Ryan. So I got to call you on, on Matt that. Ryan. Yo, I got a fugazi <laughs> for him. Forget about it. And you talk about Rocks that lead. We're in together. I'm about to shout out as a fugazi one of my tried and true players. And I'm talking about the D. 
D-Hop, the D-Hopopotamus, DeAndre Hopkins. I am a little bit worried about DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. He only had one catch for four yards last week on six targets. Rocks, I know you've been talking for the last few weeks about Will Fuller yep. and his ability to maybe take targets. And I've been talking about the Texans as a um, an NFL team as opposed to a fantasy team, saying that like this is good, actually, to not have double coverage right. on DeAndre Hopkins. But one for catch for four yards on six targets, that bothers me a it's little gotta, bit. You know, it's got to. Especially because while he was so great down the field, a lot of his value last year was tied to him being peppered in those intermediate targets. You, Absolutely. He got more than, what, about 200 targets last year? He got 190-some-odd targets. But here's the thing. And now this week, they go to Minnesota, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to see Xavier Rhodes. And Xavier Rhodes, in the last two weeks, has held Odell Beckham on Monday night to only three catches for 20-some-odd yards. The week before that, he shut down Kelvin Benjamin. Those are, bumpy, had, those are bumpy roads. He had Kelvin Benjamin with only one target that came with two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. And now he sees DeAndre Hopkins. We always have this conversation about who's the best cornerback in the NFL. But this Minnesota defense is sick. And I think uh, this Minnesota defense is so sick. They are the number eight overall fantasy player wow. right now, wow. depending on your league settings, obviously. But check it out, yo. I think Xavier Rhodes is announcing himself this year, much like how on Fantasy Freestyle, we were early with on Josh, Josh Norman. Norman last we year. were telling you about how that defense and look what that defense wound up doing and look what it is doing this year without Josh Norman. So this you're is avoiding, Speeds you're avoiding telling you receivers. right now Xavier Rhodes 2016 and the Minnesota Vikings defense is what Josh Norman was, if not better, and that's DeAndre Hopkins up against this. This is the new island Okay, because Revis is now a peninsula. Bumpy roads for wideouts that go up against Xavier. And this week, that is DeAndre Hopkins. So he's my week five Fugazi. Forget about him. Yo, my second Fugazi as we get ready to take y'all home on this is Jordan Reed. Okay. We going big this week. Jordan Reed, tight end two. He, he's coming off a week where he was seven for 90 with two touchdowns. Mm. But Baltimore is back to being a Baltimore defense that you might remember from those 2000s, you know, yeah. those, 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 those Ray yeah. Lewis years. They're having a really good year. They've been particularly tough against the tight end position. They haven't allowed one single top 20 score at tight end. They're only allowing 170 yards passing and a big deal, a big part of that has been Eric Weddle. He's been ridiculous this oh, year. Yeah, he's right. defended, that is a big move. He's defended more passes. He's got huh. two, two passes defended. He's allowed one catch. Wow. He's the only safety in the league who can say that, and he didn't even say it, yo. Rock I said it. That's and what I, what I think is he's going to make him and that Baltimore defense are going to make Jordan Reed look like a $20 pair of fake Jordans, and that's so clearly Fugazi. Forget about him. Forget about him, yo. I got one more Fugazi for him. Rocks here on Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We Take holding him you home. down, doing what Take you need to home. do to win your league and win, win that cash. Yo, my second Fugazi is Stefan. Can you dig it? Um, here's the thing. He had that crazy breakout, but in the other four games of the season, he has not gone over 60 yards. I think defenses are starting to understand. You see Sam Bradford managing the game in this North Turner offense, um, content to take one or two shots a game down to uh, Charles Johnson on the sideline, but have, like, hand the ball to McKinnon, just move the game, avoid the mistakes. Funnel it to Rudolph. Exactly. Rudolph has been nice over the middle. We talk about um, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz, who have yet to turn the ball over. Sam Bradford also has yet to turn the ball over, but defenses are realizing that Stephon Diggs is the playmaker on that offense on the outside, and they are giving him the attention he actually deserves. This week, Houston comes in, and Houston is the second fewest points given up to the wide receiver position in that back seven. I think even without J.J. Watt, they still might be able to contain Stephon Diggs a little bit, so he is a week five Fugazi for me. Yo, I feel you, Speeds. That's a good call. As we hey. talked about earlier, you know, we're pretty much down on all of the Minnesota pass catchers yep. this week. 
What I will say, though, is once again, congratulations to Kyle Rudolph on those twins. Sorry to y'all Mets and Orioles fans. Everybody else, good luck in week five. Me and Speeds gave you everything that you needed to know to win your league and win that cash. We'll be back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network next Saturday, a week six, holding you down. You could also catch me, Speeds, on Shot Callers every Monday, oh, Wednesday, and Friday now, from Speeds? 7 to 8 p.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, ballers, shot callers. We do a lot of fun over there, too. You can hear rocks and speeds anytime, whenever you want. We in those streets, right, rocks? Yeah, man. Catch us in those streets. Catch us in those sports bars as long as they got that Sunday ticket. We'll and be catch there. us on the internet because you know we're going to be there. Good luck, y'all. Peace. Ha-ha. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue coat. Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. 